special Richmond, Virginia vacation episode of... Brutal Battle. So, this is our second time going to Richmond. The first episode was not called a Richmond vacation episode, because if it was, I would have called this number two. Uh, And we will do that in the future if we go to any place more than once. I'll number them. What was it called? It was, I think it was episode number 187, but it was one of just like the numbered episodes. We used that as just the topic. Uh. And then sometime after that, I started changing it and being like, oh, we'll do like vacation. Uh. I think it was because we didn't, we weren't there a long period of time. And it was kind of the same thing as this. I was saying it wasn't, but you know, anyway, I'm calling it a vacation. It's It's a destination. Sure. I mean, we were there on a Friday. We got there Friday afternoon, checked into our Airbnb, went out, did some stuff. Then we were there all day Saturday, spent that night, and then went one place Sunday morning and then came back home. Yeah. So we did some stuff, but it yeah. didn't feel like a full-on vacation because it wasn't a lot yeah. of time. It was more right. like a long weekend. It was a long weekend. And also it was, like, busy. We tried to cram a lot in. By Saturday evening, we were like, Bleh. Yeah. Because that, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know that happens to us. Yeah. We're like, we drank too much beer, we ate too much food that we don't usually eat and is not good for you, so we don't feel good. So it's just like, can't wait to get home, eat a gigantic salad and go to sleep, because beds as well. Yeah. The bed we had wasn't like uncomfortable, it's just like, we're used to a king-size bed, a queen-size bed is tough, and honestly, just... Even if it's comfortable anytime you're not in your own bed, it's hard to get to sleep. Yeah. It's like the first night's terrible. You just won't sleep. The second night's better, and then so on and so on. But if you're only doing one or two nights, you're just not going to sleep, really. I don't think it was that terrible. Yeah. Anyway, okay. My glass is empty. Yeah, let's do a beer. So uh, the first beer is by the main beer nerd brewery that everyone goes to Richmond for, and that is The Vale. Uh, If people listen to our last, quote, vacation, Richmond vacation episode, we talked about how we tried to go to the Vale, but we had an issue. If you want to know all about that, go back. I think it was episode 187. Go back and listen to that, and then you can get all the details. But I was kind of ticked off about it, not going to rehash it, and I went into the Vale with a clear mind, like like nothing bad ever happened, in my opinion. Uh, But we're not going to talk about the Vale right now. We'll just go through... And talk about where we went in order. But we're going to start with a beer from the Vale. And this is their premium sauce. Which, I don't know if people know this, but they continually do two words. So it's premium, premium sauce, sauce. Which I assume they do that to get around having an issue with other people having the same name. So if someone has premium sauce already, they wouldn't be able to use it. So if they do premium, premium sauce, sauce, they'd be fine. They do that with a lot of theirs, so I assume that's probably why they do it. I could be wrong, but I assume. So, Premium Sauce is a double dry hopped uh, IPA, and it is 6% alcohol. 16-ounce can. As you will hear, the can pop. Yeah, so, this is what, like I said, Vale is super known for their hoppy stuff. Yes, hazy IPAs for people who are not familiar. So this is a good one to start on, because, like I said, the beer nerds know the name of the Vale, when they're like, oh, what breweries are good in Richmond? Pretty much everyone's like, the Vale, the Vale, the Vale. So, does it look like a hazy IPA? Yes. Yes. Very hazy. 
It's got an orangish tinge to it, but it's like a yellow orange. Yeah, I can't see anything through it. Ported agitated. It's got a nice kind of pillowy looking head there. Does it smell like a double dry hop New England style IPA? It does. Yes. Um, I, I'm getting that petroleum Vaseline smell. Yeah, I get that as well. Um, so off-putting ooh, to me. Sorry, I knocked the table. Um, it's very citrusy, yeah. as people would assume for this type of beer, especially for one that's very popular. <sighs> kind of smells like there might be some mosaic in there too, though, because I feel like there's like a hint of some sort of like caramelly note after all the citrus that's coming mm, through. Okay. It's good citrus. It's like mango, orange, <sighs> mandarin orange specifically, actually. It's not like in-your-face citrus. It's kind of subtle, I think. Oh, I think it's in-your-face citrus. Really? Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. it's, got a, it's got a decent sweetness to it. But to be honest, like there are a lot of times where I'll have a, quote, hazy IPA, and they just, they're really sweet. You know, like the because they don't have much of any bitterness, the sweetness gets kind of out of control. This does not smell like it's that situation. Well, I can't really smell a whole lot of bitterness, it smells sweet, but it doesn't smell like out of control sweet. And I just so. took my first sip, and I definitely would agree with that. Um, it's sweet, but it's not overly yeah. sweet. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I'm, no bitterness, really. I'm not getting that Vaseline taste. Right. It was just on the nose. Um, it's if, mostly just kind of citrusy. It's light. It's not really. Mm -hmm. Finish is sweet. Yeah. It's not overpowering. But it's not crazy sweet. Um, yeah, the um, the citrus that kind of like hangs out on your tongue a little bit all the way through, kind of like that little mandarin orange with a little bit of mango. It's good. Yeah. It's nice. Um, it's not my favorite style, like I've said before, but I see why people would really dig this beer. And people, I mean, they don't have a problem selling out of these beers because, hey, people love it. Um, that said, do I think this is, like, the best of the New England-style IPAs? No. I think, like, Bissell Brothers does a better job, at least with this particular, this one beer from the Vale. I think Bissell Brothers does a better job with that. I think Trillium does a better job with that. So, Burley Oak in Maryland does a better job with it. Yeah. So, we got to Richmond. We went there. We met Kyle and Kelly, my cousin and her husband, for her birthday. And our first stop, well, traveling with them is great because they're super laid back. But then yeah. it's like, no one has an opinion. So we sat around debating <laughs> for a while what we wanted to do. Which, honestly, I'm fine with because it, it doesn't feel like there's any sort of pressure no, for it anything. Good. But then it's like, someone needs to make a decision because yeah, we got to get to drinking. Yeah, exactly. Um, so And we did get and to we drink. Did. <laughs> so well, then it was hard because we had to like... Or do you want to go someplace for the beer? Do you want to go someplace for the food? Yeah. Like. That's tough. It, it was hard. So our first stop ended up being Hardywood. Yes. Um, which is kind of my pick. Well, and we wanted to go to Hardywood the last time we were at yes. Richmond, but we just didn't just have didn't, time. Yeah. Which, that's a theme there. There's so many breweries and so many other things to do. That, like, if you think you can hit everything you want, unless you're spending enough days there, you're not going to. Well, even if you spend more time there, you're going to get beer. I think you're going to get beer and food out, like, overload. I don't Unless know. you would take a day off to do something. Yeah. I don't know to what degree people listening get beard or fooded out. Um, it might just be 
us and a few other people, but, you know. So anyway, so we went to Hardywood, partially also because they had an empanada food truck. Those empanadas were great. Yeah, and we thought that could be good. So empanadas were good. Um, I forget the name of the food truck. Yeah, me too. Sorry. But they were there. What was the date? I don't remember. Anyway, empanadas are hard. Friday, February 1st. Empanadas were good. And I thought I, I had a great time at Hardywood. I thought they had a fun venue. They had a live mm-hmm. band. And the music was good. But they yeah. had like kind of like a separate space for the band. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. So if you wanted to be like in the music, you could be in that space. Or you could be where kind of the bar area is. And you could still definitely hear the music. But you could also kind of comfortably talk. Yeah. Have a little more quiet. Um yeah, they, they definitely had really nice layout. I really like their facility there. Uh, obviously, the food truck was really good. Um, there, I mean, for me, in comparison to a lot of the other breweries around there, I don't find Hardywood that exciting. Um, just because... No, oh, you want more, more beer. Okay. He's trying to rinse me already. Sorry. Yeah, I, um, I just don't find Hardywood, like, that exciting just because... I'll have a little bit more. Just because they... I don't know. I feel like they're a little bit behind on trends. And their stuff's never, sorry, their stuff's never, like, really stood out to me as, like, oh, man, that's amazing. Oh, that's great. I've had good stuff from them, and I will say that they had a New England-style IPA there called Autocorrect that was pretty solid. Had a little more bitterness than you would assume for a New England-style, which may be part of the reason I enjoyed it. But other than that, like, I tried a bunch of stuff, and I was just like, it's, I mean, it's good, yeah, I think the other thing I thought maybe we should have, you know, we, we all got flights. And yeah. what they had on tap was kind of small um, in comparison. But, you know, in hindsight, I wonder if we should have just got one of the, their cans and just split up between the four of yeah. us. Because they had, uh, I forget. Some Fruited Kolsch's. Yeah, Sun Crusher. Sun Crush, I, I think. think is what they were called. And we should have just got a can of that and split it between the four of us. Because you could buy that yeah. in six packs. And I love good Kolsch. And they had mm-hmm. it with grapefruit, tangerine, um, lime ginger, I believe, and cranberry. I think were the options. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and they also had a cream ale. Um, so I think they maybe had other offerings that... Maybe we're better. I was happy. I love their gingerbread stout. Um, their gingerbread stout is my favorite. I always try to get it. It's hard to get by us. So I really wanted to go there because they had it bourbon barrel aged. And, appy, app, and apple brandy barrel aged. Yeah. So um, it was good. I think I like the kind of standard gingerbread stout better. Um, but I loved their barrel aged Christmas morning. Yeah. What, what was that one specifically? I don't... I think it had, like, coffee. It was, like, bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with, like, coffee. Coffee and spices yeah. and... Yeah, that that was really... Um, that was really good. That was probably the best beer they had. really good. I will agree with that. Um, the one thing I would say about their gingerbread stout, like, I'm not huge on their gingerbread stout to start just because people, if you've been listening to this long enough, you know me and spices and beer. It has to be... Just right, and it has to be relatively low on the um, on the check, spice factor. Well, so check your untapped to see what it was. I, it's not going to say. Oh. I, I don't untapped. It doesn't give you descriptions. But, oh, that's a piss. I mean, I can I can look it up, but yeah. um, but I will say about the the variations of the gingerbread stout. 
is that the the bourbon barrel to me was too strong on the bourbon. There was definitely a very prevailing astringency. It was yeah. very bourbon heavy. Yeah. It took the spices out of it. Like I didn't even taste spices in the bourbon barrel one. It just tasted like a very bourbony imperial stout. Yeah. Which if that's your thing, you probably would like that. I thought the apple brandy barrel aging did a better job of keeping the gingerbread stout intact and then adding a little bit of a higher alcohol to it. There was a little bit of a sweetness added to it and you got a little bit of apple. So I think between those two variations, I think the apple brandy worked better. Um, And it was pretty decent. Like I was pretty down with it. I'm just, I, maybe it was just because it was the first place we went. I thought the ambiance was really cool. Um, And then also Kelly and I were commenting because there were a couple families with children and they were like the best behaved children I've ever seen out in public. And they had little snacks for the kids and they were just doing like arts and crafts at this one table. And it just looked like the parents were having fun drinking. I mean, they were right there. Super like the kids were not running around being crazy. They were seated and it seemed like each parent kind of took a turn kind of manning the kid table and they were rotating around. Yeah, they were very responsible. And uh, I was like, see, it can be done. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's true. Uh, So I looked it up. I was wrong. I thought it was barrel age. It's not. The Christmas morning, it was just an imperial milk stout with spices and coffee added. The one we had on tap was barrel aged. Oh, okay. So we had the barrel aged variant. Okay, got yeah. it. So the base is the imperial was, milk stout. I think they just said coffee. Kentucky. Kentucky bourbon barrel. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah, it definitely was really good. So we, in hindsight, I wish we would have just got some colshes, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, but we did come home with a bottle of the regular gingerbread stout and the regular Kentucky Christ- Morgan Christmas morning. Yeah. We, um, we're not trying that on this episode. I know. Because we're conserving those. We're doing some other stuff and you'll, you'll kind of understand why, yeah. but. Partly uh, because they were each like 9%. Yeah, that too. And, and we're like, going to have plenty uh, of beer right here. I don't want to feel, I don't want to rush through any of that. So that was but, our first stop. By the way, that premium sauce. As you keep drinking it, it just gets better and better. It is good. To be honest. And then, is our second beer from our second stop? Yes. Okay. Yeah, stop number two. Which was not the Vale, but was one that we went to before, Triple Crossing. So, Triple Crossing is way smaller than Hardywood. At least well, the one we went yeah, to. Yeah, I'm say there are two locations. Yeah, they have two locations. We went to the downtown we location, the downtown not park. the Fulton location. Yeah. And it's really small. They have, like, board games there. Um, they had the Capitals hockey game on, yeah. which was nice for us. And um, it's a, you know, cool, quaint spot. Um, they had pizza with hot honey. Yeah, which we had. We had pepperoni, pepperoni and hot honey. That was actually was pretty tasty. quite good. Was anything special, but it was enough to kind of have something to munch on while yeah. you drank. So yeah, I'll get us into this beer, and we'll talk a little bit more about um, our time at Triple Crossing. So we picked up one of the the Grid. It is in a sixteen ounce can. It is one of their IPAs. Oh, it's an Imperial IPA. I'm sorry, because it is eight percent. Hmm. Or they're saying double IPA, whatever, all the same. So another hoppy beer, another IPA. The other thing, we were there. By this time, I was feeling, like, pretty good. 
from all the beer from Hardywood. Oh, yeah. And we sit down. Kelly and I are sitting down just chatting. And you and Kyle are trying to get, get us beers. And I look over and I'm like, I think there's a dog there. And I'm like, I'm not seeing things. I know I've had. I'm not. I'm feeling it. I'm buzzed. I'm feeling good. I'm not drunk, though. But there was a dog, and it was actually a Boston Terrier, and they have a Boston Terrier. Nice. And he was, like, the best-behaved dog. He was just, like... Chilling out. Chilling out. And then he was sitting on their lap at one point. It was cute. So this is another... Hazy IPA. Hazy IPA, New England style, if you will. This looks more orange. Just slightly more orange, yeah. I think, than the premium sauce. Very hazy, just like it. Otherwise, it's it looks pretty similar smell. Mm. There's, what is that? I'm getting pineapple and guava. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I feel like there's a little bit of an earthiness in okay. there as well. It's like not overly sweet. No, like, I, I, I actually don't smell much sweetness at like, all. I'm getting more tropical fruits than citrus. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, smells nice. I smell a little bitterness in there too. Yeah, it smells. Yeah. It smells really good, and we had we did have this. There. We yes, I yeah. did try this. And we did not have that the first beer at the Vale. No, we did. We did. Okay. We uh, we tried a few sips from Kelly and Kyle's okay. sampler. We didn't have much. We I we had I, a lot. I kind of remember what I drank, <laughs> but then it was like swapping what other people and yeah. I, we can we can get more into it when we get to that portion when we're talking about the Vale. Um. All right. So flavor. Just nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, for a hazy IPA, there is more bitterness than you would assume. Yeah. But it's, but like it's not a lot. Super balanced. Hmm. Um, I like it. Yeah. I taste that pineapple. I think I taste that guava. It is a little sweet, but it's like a sweet kind of like a honey. And it feels like it goes. Like it goes in there. Like it's, it's not overly. Yeah, it's not like what's this weird residual sweetness yeah. in here. It's kind of like a oh, it's and it goes is, with the other I think flavors. It's super off-putting, but um, so what do we have? So I think we sat down. Oh, we used. I feel like I need to sip on it a little bit. Well, I will tell you that the bitterness is growing as I sip it, and I'm down with that. Like I like it. The other thing is with going just real quick that the premium sauce. Um, I was getting a little bit of what I get with beers that have cryo hops in them, mm. where it's a little bit of like a spiciness, just like in the back of your throat. It's like a tingle. Gives it a little bit of like a, the best way I can describe it is slightly chemical heat, which is a little off-putting to me. Um, this does not do that because it seems no cryo, in my opinion, most likely. Same. Who knows? So. Um... So we get to triple crossing. What do we start with there? Um, actually, I, this is what on taps for. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like the ambiance is cool. We've been there before, so we had kind of said, "Oh, we like triple crossing. Let's just go there." And they had a good tap list. The only thing we were like super bummed about is they didn't have any sours on tap. Right. And Kelly was really bummed about that because she's big in the sours. Well, they did have a wild there ale. Um, yeah. But they do uh, that waxing poetic that we loved last time so we were good. there. Waxing poetic is great. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was a bummer that they didn't have any waxing poetic. Yeah. So, 
But she was very happy with the wild ale, whatever that was. So while we were there, we had Triple Crossings, a one of their IPAs called Bright Lights. So it was another hazy IPA. Also had their Green Dreams, which was a Citra Denali and El Dorado Imperial hazy IPA. Uh, the Grid, which we're drinking now. Their Small Fortune, which was really good. That was a mild dark oh, ale. that was really, really good. The thing I loved about that is that it was... It had, like, slight roasty notes, but it was also super light. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a little bit of, like, Union's Blackwing. Oh, I thought you say Union Vault. Yeah, actually, it's probably closer to that. You're right. Because it had, like, some residual kind of coffee notes and a little caramel. That was good. And we had their Pilsner. Yes. Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, um, sorry. We had their Sightlines, which was a West Coast-style IPA, which had a decent bitterness to it and really nice hop flavors. That was like that was my favorite beer there. That was really, great. I didn't really care for that. I loved it. Um, and then we had I don't think I checked into it. Okay. Their their bellwether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had oh, I didn't had not checked into it. We had their bellwether, which was a um a pilsner. A German style pilsner. Sure. And we ended up buying a four pack of that and did a switch with uh Kelly and Kyle because they got a four pack of the grid. So we took one can of the grid and gave them one can of the bellwether. Because that was our favorite, or at least it was my favorite there, um, and they behind did, the sight lines, which they did not have. And they canned. did have a stout that they had run out of, so we couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounded good. I think it was like a coffee mm-hmm. and some other stuff type stout. Yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't have it. But um, the servers there were super nice, too. Oh, were they? Okay. The people at Hardywood were nice, but like I felt like the peop- the servers at Triple Crossing were like even nicer. Mm. So like good people overall. So that was really awesome. Um, really digging that triple crossing. Yeah. And then we went to bed. Yeah. And then we <laughs> that were was like, mm, we're feeling, well, we went back and chat. Well, then we walked, we walked back to the Airbnb. It's cold as hell. It was super cold. Was like crazy cold. Um, I am surprised no one slipped and fell because it was icy and dark yeah. and cold. Yeah. Um, but we made it home and chatted a little bit and went to bed. And then the next morning, got some breakfast. Yeah, where was the place we got breakfast? What was that? Do you remember what that was called? Urban Farmhouse? Yes, that sounds right. Urban Farmhouse. Yeah, it was like attached to like some like historic, rustic type hotel. Linden Inn, maybe? Anyway. No clue. um, And then we went to the Vale. Was that the first? Yeah, that is the first thing mm-hmm. we did. So we wanted to make sure we hit the veil like immediately. The other thing is we learned our lesson from the last time and we checked the website yes. the day of because that's what they do. People, if you're going to go to Richmond and you want to go to the veil, make sure you check their website a few days ahead of time and then the day of because they'll let you know what's going to be on tap, what cans are available to buy and bottles. And if, you know, they'll let you know a few days ahead of time if they're going to end up being closed for whatever reason. So. Um, we went pretty much as soon as they opened. I think we were a few minutes late, but they opened at noon and we were there like, I think like 1208 or something like that. But, um, that was a good time because there was not many people there at that point. We were able to get ourselves set up with a bunch of small pours. They don't do anything lower than six ounce. So we got like a bunch of six ounce pours. And then, um, once we saw lines starting to form, Kyle and I were like, okay, we're going to buy some cans real quick, just in case, because you don't want it to run out. Um, so 
we did that, and then we hung out for a while. They also had a food truck. Yeah, and but it looked we didn't, good. Yeah, it did. It was like barbecue. I had barbecue. It was like SoCo. It was like... Loco. Loco. Yeah, for like low camp, low, low country. It was like low country food fair is kind of what it so was. They had like fried chicken, collard greens. Chicken and waffles, pulled pork. Um, shrimp and grits. Which I really don't like to pass on pulled pork sandwiches, but I ended up. Yeah. So. But, I think uh, maybe, I'm wondering if we went too hard there though. We did a lot of beer at the Vale, but at the same time, like. I know, it's. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like you, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Because how often are you going to get there? It's like the brewery that everyone talks about and us having a podcast and being beer nerds. I felt like we needed to make sure we tried a lot of their stuff, which, um, by the way, why don't we just go to the next beer and I'm going to take this out of tasting order. This one? Yeah. We're, cause this one's also from the Vale. Cause I figured, we figured the Vale's like the big name. People want to know about it, and they have like a bunch of beers that people are all about and trade for. So, like, we'll do two Vale beers. So this one is their Hornswoggler, uh, which I've seen people trade for. It is the vanilla cocoa nib version of their Hornswoggler, and this is a chocolate milk stout conditioned on vanilla beans and cocoa nibs, and is seven percent alcohol. And yes, Hornswoggler is a reference to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And, the and can- Charlie and Chocolate Factory. The can art is awesome. Yeah, it's got like this, what I assume is a hornswoggler, kind of looks like a mix between a ram and a wolf, basically. That's what it looks like. And hornswoggler has like the little Willy Wonka, Wonka hat, hat on yeah. it. And it's a purple. It's purple, yeah. It looks good. 16 ounce can. So we had this when we were there. Just, um, you know, like it's kind of hard, I hand. feel like, when you go to a place like this, because it's like, you want to try things that you can't get in cans, but then you kind of want to try so you know what to buy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you're just like, oh, I want to try all this stuff that's not in cans because I can't take it home. But then you're like, yeah, but I also want to know, like, if I'm going to like this stuff so I don't yeah. just buy it and be like, well, that sucks. So, yeah. It's pouring thick. Yeah, it is porn thick. Do I, I don't, I'm not sure I remember it being this thick when we tried it there. I I don't remember actually. This thick. I mean, horn swaggler. It like the head on this looks like chocolate milk. <laughs> so this is weird. There's there's no head retention on mine. There's a little bit on yours for yeah. some reason. I poured them both like pretty agitated but my head just dissipated so fast which is kind of weird all right so i mean it looks like dark a very thick stout oh man yeah it's really thick looking smells really chocolatey it smells like you just like stick your nose in like cocoa powder yeah definitely but it's also like a dark chocolate there too and i definitely get the vanilla Mm mm-hmm it smells really, really good. Yeah, it smells really rich. It smells like a definite dessert. Yes. I mean, it literally smells kind of like, maybe like a flourless chocolate cake. Just, it smells like chocolate mousse to me. That's probably better. That's a better descriptor. Chocolate mousse with some vanilla whipped cream, yeah. maybe. And it tastes... It's just like it smells to me. Yeah, pretty much. Now, I will say, when I had this 
this past weekend, it was tasting sweeter than it does right now. I definitely agree with that. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is still a sweet beer. Yeah. As in yeah. like, you know, it's not like. But it was kind of cloying sweet when we tasted it there. So I don't know if it has to do with our palates. Right. Or what was going on. But yeah, this doesn't taste nearly as sweet. I'm actually getting a, a bunch more bitterness than I did at the brew pub, which is good. Because yeah, it's kind it of was, balancing things. Yeah, I'm happy about this because honestly, I was like, it's good. And I think it could be, you know, a good after dinner sipping beer. But it wasn't, it was too sweet. Now this is, again, it's sweet, but it's not too sweet. And I, I'm getting the vanilla, which is nice. It tastes a little bit more than 7% to me. It actually comes off maybe more like an 8 or so. Um, is it just because of the viscosity? Yeah, I think maybe that. Plus, I feel like if I keep sipping it, I get like a slight raisin mm. note on there too, which typically that will be with higher ABVs. Um, but it's good. Yeah. And I like how the bitterness at the end kind of transitions that like cocoa, milky chocolate to like a dark chocolate. Yeah. And you can taste the vanilla all the way through. Um, it's got a nice, nice mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, this is a nice beer. Yeah. I like this beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we were tasting, you know, we, I think we got like, we start with seven or six beers. Six, I believe. Yes. Yeah, now the one we wanted to try was child support, but they only did it in like a 16 ounce pour. And we did it. And I was like, let's just do <laughs> it. Cause it's not, it was a happy Pilsner. Yeah. And for me, I, that was my favorite beer there. We bought three, four packs of that to bring yeah. home because it was really good. Yeah, it was just a hoppy pilsner. It was really clean and tasty. Uh, had a nice, like, citrusy hop kick to it. Uh, really, really nice. It's just like, again, it's like IPA. I'm like, eh, it's so overdone. Yeah, there's tons of You know, them. I'm tons. like, ah, but you do a hoppy pilsner, and I'm immediately like, hmm? You know, my interest is perked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's this about? So I'm glad that we're like, let's just, because you were like 60 ounces now. I'm like, let's just do it. Because it's It was like, low. And ABV, it's like so. 4%. 4.5 yeah. or something. So we also tried some of what Kelly and Kyle tried. Right. So we had the vanilla circle of wolves, which we is were, a barley wine. Yeah, we were swapping spit all weekend. Yeah, basically. Uh, the Vanilla Circle of Wolves, which is barley wine with vanilla added. Nice barley wine. Good vanilla flavor to it. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Pink Bugatti, which was a triple IPA. Hazy style. Like, all their IPAs were hazy style. There was there were none that were not. At least that we tried. Pink Bugatti, triple IPA. That was good. The child support and we talked was, about. I think Kyle's favorite, wasn't it? Yes. I, yes. I think it he was. He did say that. Uh, the child support, which we talked about, which I have to say... Um, when I looked it up in Untapped, they do a series of the child oh. supports where it's like with different hops. So, That's cool. Just so you know. Um, the Vanilla Cocoa Nib Hornswoggler Amun, which was a Imperial Hazy IPA done with oat milk that they did in collaboration with Omnipolo. That was pretty tasty. I really, I did really like that one. They're breathless, which I really liked. Rebecca did not. I did not like it at all. It was a fruited sour Imperial IPA. And it had, like, a nice hit of lemon and, like, nice pineapple coming in after that. And it was kind of smooth. Good. I didn't tell you this there, but I tasted it and it was so, it reminded me of vomit. 
Well, that's just because of... The acid. I hated it. Yeah, the acidic nature of sour things. You needed to try it more. No. Did you do at least three sips? No, I couldn't. Exactly. It tastes like vomit. But that's the problem. If you don't do at least three sips, your palate's not going to acclimate to that, and you can't truly taste the beer. And the last one was our favorite. Yes. We didn't get a pour of it, but we tasted a little bit of theirs. The Lord Wang Doodle, which was an imperial chocolate milk stout. Blended and aged in maple bourbon, honey bourbon, and bourbon barrels for over a year, then conditioned on vanilla and cinnamon. That beer was yeah. really good. Yeah. Like, by far the best thing there. And they did not can that. And they ran exactly. out of it when we were there. Yeah. Yes. So Kelly got one of the last few pours mm-hmm. of it. So good for her. So Kelly had that, and she had the barley wine, and both of those were like 9%. So she, I think we got, we had like an early dinner, and she's like, I think I'm drunk. Yeah. (laughs) And then meanwhile, poor Kyle was driving, so he was like, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, yeah, so after, after the veil, did we go straight to, oh no, we went to a metery. Yeah. Yeah, we went to. What's it called? Black uh, Heath? Yeah, Black Heath Meadery. Just to change it up. And um, it was, I'm glad we went. Super, super good. Yeah, so there's a guy there who does, who makes oh. the mead. I don't know if he makes it all, but he at least makes some of it. His name was Mike. Really quirky, interesting, funny guy. Uh, he hooked us up with some interesting stuff that wasn't on the menu. But their meads were really awesome. So if people are down in Richmond and you want to change a pace, Blackheath Meadery was actually super awesome. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm usually, when I hear mead, and I think most people are kind of like this, they're just kind of like, oh, honey wine, you know, how good can it really be? And that's true. Like, a lot of people just do it kind of straight, so it's like sweet and alcoholic. But they were doing some fun stuff. Yeah, I we haven't had a ton of mead. Well, um, there isn't a whole yeah, lot done. But That's I the feel problem. like out of the meat I've had, this is my favorite place. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't even have to think about it. Well, and Millstone uh, Cider and Meadery near us does really good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I like Blackheath even more than well, them. They do mostly cider. Well, they do cider and they do some meat and they do yeah. some sizers. Like their spice bush. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a mead that I like quite a bit. But, yeah, yeah the Blackheath stuff is amazing. My favorite of which was their Berry Good Rye. It was like a, I forget what berry. I think it was like blueberry maybe? Blueberry or blackberry mm. infused mead done in like, then aged in like rye barrels. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so good. It had like a nice spirit flavor on the end. That one was awesome. And we did try their, it was a, it was a cider. Yes. Plain. Was that the living reflection? No. Or, oh, it was. I think it was just like a hopped cider. I think it was, a, it was called traditional cider. Yeah. It was dry. Their living reflection had tangerine in it. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great mead. Tangerine. And then they yep. had the boys and back in town, which was with boysenberry. That was my second favorite. That was after my the favorite. rye one. Yeah, and we did. We did end up buying some of it. But we thought about tasting it on here, but then we were like, no, we're going to save that for another time because it was like a $30 bottle and it was in collaboration with The Veil um, where they were able to like use some of their 
barrels to age some of the mead in. So we'll eventually try it. Maybe we can update you guys on how it is. But it's vanilla bourbon barrel aged, I think. That sounds right. Okay. I the, can't say for sure. After we remember. had it, we we're like, we definitely want to buy something, and um, that was the only bottle. They're like, we only have one. We're like, we'll take one. Yeah. And he's like, it's thirty dollars. I'm like, ah. Uh. But after like all meat is expensive. And you were like, it's vacation. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But it was good, and then he was tam- uh, sampling us on all some other things, and um, apparently you can order online from them. Yeah. And, so that's um, good. I would know. definitely recommend it because they. Yeah. They haven't bottled it yet, but it's um, supposed to be for Valentine's Day, a raspberry chocolate. Dude, yeah. And Dude, that was, yeah. That was. You get, the raspberry in it is outstanding, and there's a little bit of chocolate on the finish. This is. Which is uh, nice. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah, so check that out, people. Um, Yeah, then after that, we went and ate at a really good Chinese, like, Sichuan-style Chinese place called Peter Chang's. And apparently Peter Chang, the head chef, is a James Beard award winner. So, you know, it has to be good. And it was amazing. I had like a shredded duck dish with onions and scallions. And it was just so tasty. I ate the whole thing, which was a really large portion with rice. So a, I was hungry from drinking. Yeah. (laughs) And B, it was good. It was so good. It was a good like drinking meal. food, But like I ate sesame chicken and I don't eat that much fried stuff. And I think that, but it was awesome. Yeah, but I normally great. just eat, like, a small... Anyway. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so, so that was great. And then after that, we hit Bingo. Yep. Which is a brewery, but it also has a bunch of games there. Like, some retro arcade games, but it also has, like, Skee-Ball, um, the basketball mm-hmm. arcade game, and, like, um, air, air hockey, a bunch of pinball games. Um, they have, like, large... Connect Four, you said, oh, you said ping pong. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't have anything to take away in cans or bottles because we would have probably done that. But we, while we were there, we tried their Goza, Fashionola Goza. And I think it had just like a bunch of different had, like, fruits blood, in it. Blood orange, guava. Yeah, it was really good. I wish we would have gotten that. And then we also had their Amaretti Imperial Stout, which was like, I think it was like just like a coffee Imperial Stout. I th- with almond. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good memory. And, um, yeah, so they got the Goza, we got the Stout, and um, played some games. I got, I think, a very nice score in Ski Ball of 310. They yeah, got a good. 100. You know those 100s are hard up in the yeah. corners. Well, because I have a new technique now, because I used to go just straight down the middle. Yeah. But then... You Jason, don't get many points. Jason Tabling told me to, you gotta bank it off the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's really helpful. So we did that, then after that we went back, because we had a bunch of beer that we had purchased, and we wanted yeah. to drop it back in the Airbnb. We kind of hung out and like regrouped for a while. We were... Then went I was out for dinner. fast. Yeah, you weren't feeling too great either. Because that's when all the beer and weird food started to catch up. Yeah. Uh, but we went for dinner to The Answer, which is probably the second most recommended place down in Richmond, behind the Vale. Uh, so we went there. And while we were there, we had... I actually tried their tofu cabbage slaw salad. Which was really good, actually. I, I needed some vegetables. 
So I also needed some vegetables. Yes. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah. But your vegetables were weird. I was like, really not. I was like, I don't know if I, I just felt not good and I wanted some vegetables and I was really hoping for like a green salad with something. They didn't have anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't have any straight salads. Because their menu was very Asian. So not very Asian, it is Asian. But, um, so they had like string beans with sauce. It was like string, sautéed string beans and onions with sauce. So I just asked for the string beans, sauce on the side. I literally had like a gigantic plate of string beans. Yeah. Like it was a lot. I didn't eat it all, but it, it felt good just eating some vegetables. Yeah. So the food was decent. I mean, we didn't go with what most people would probably order, but I liked what I had. They had like roasted peanuts on it and like a sweet soy sauce on there for the um, dressing. It was really good. So the beers we had there, we didn't go crazy. Because, I didn't even order any. Yeah, but you sipped I like, just sipped a little. Yeah, you do a sip here, sip there. Uh, so one was Prometheus and Bob, which was an IPA, a New England-style IPA, which was pretty solid. Uh, Red and Blue Imperial Puffsicle, which was, uh, I believe, strawberries and blueberries with uh, marshmallow as well. That was good. That's like their sour. Yeah, that one was tasty. And their baby fluffernutter, which was not, like, good conceptually. I think they hit what they were trying to, but it's just not, Yeah, it just doesn't work. So it was a stout with peanut butter and marshmallow. Yes. Toasted marshmallow. Toast marshmallow. And, um. Jif, I mean, Jif peanut butter, they even named it. You got a lot of peanut butter. It just. And it was creamy. It looked like dookie water. Yes. Like, it looks unappetizingly gross. Yeah. But I think it nails what it's supposed to, but it's just, no one should drink that, even if it's done the way it's supposed to. Just, just it's just not. What's, it. That was unanimous. No one liked it. Yeah, none of us liked it. Um, and I think it was kind of unanimous as, like, the worst beer of the trip. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not good. Uh, but then my favorite that we had there was the Three Scoops, which was a sour that had pineapple, coconut, and strawberry in it. That was, that was very really tasty. And then I also tried from Kelly and Kyle, uh, they had a triple three scoops, which was done with passion fruit, mango, and peach. That was also tasty. Their pine berry popsicle, which was a sour with, I think, strawberry and I don't remember what the other thing was with it. Pineapple. That makes sense. Pine, pine berry. berry. Yeah, strawberry and pineapple. That was good. So, but that's all we had there. The answer, people tell you, like... If you've never been to The Answer, if you go down to Richmond, you should definitely hit The Answer. They do have good food. They have a really big venue, so seating's not usually a, a tough thing to yeah. get. Plus, they're also building a deck right now, so they'll have even more seating. So, yeah. And they always have a pretty nice uh, tap list. Well, and they have, like, their own beers. They also had a really nice list of... Guest beers. Of guest yeah. beers. Like... Yeah, true. A yes. lot of guest beers. Because we almost... We're looking at some of them. Yeah, there are a few that look good on there. Yeah, so that was good, and then that was the end of our day, pretty much. Went back. Yeah, and well, then out. we debated because like poor Kyle was driving all day, and then we <laughs> did like, like lift to the answer, and we, me, you, and Kelly were like, Bleh. yeah, he was he was kind of ready to keep going, yeah. and we were just all like, we're so done. We're like we're beard out yeah. and feeling like, like we need butt. to see, sit on the toilet. 
So then the next day was when we were going to leave. So we ended up, um, we, they were wanted to go to the answer again because the answer only fills their, what they call their juice, which is their sour beers. They'll only do crowler fills on them on like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So since we were leaving on a Sunday, they were like, oh, we're going to wait until the answer opens, go and get one of their juice crowlers, eat lunch there, and then go home. We were like, we got enough beer, we're good. But then they were like, oh, a lot of people said we also need to go to Final Gravity, which apparently isn't that far from the answer. So they were like, oh, we're going to hit Final Gravity, then we're going to go to the answer. So you were kind of like, why don't we just hit Final Gravity on yeah, the way out? it was like right off 95. Yeah. And- so on the way home for us, basically, yeah. in that direction. And so glad we did. We had a great mm-hmm. experience there. We did. Um, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I just remembered. I didn't even catch the bartender's name who we were talking oh, yeah. to. I don't need bar- Totally, either. like, slipped my mind to ask her name. She was really awesome, though. Yeah. If you go into Final Gravity, she had long blondish yeah, hair. Yeah, like dirty blonde. Yeah. Um, really nice. Very knowledgeable. Yeah. So the whole thing with Final Gravity, when you try and find it, it says Original Gravity, which you're like, huh? But then there's like a sign in the in the window that says Final Gravity Brewing. So it started as Original Gravity, which was a homebrew store, and then they added the brewery over time called Final Gravity, so they're both there. So yeah. you can do your homebrew stuff, you can also get some of their beer, all that jazz. There are a few places that do that kind of stuff, like near us, Alecraft Brewing in Bel Air does that. And down in Baltimore, Nepenthe uh, is also doing that. Both of those places were just homebrew stores. Then they opened brewery. I think it's cool. Yeah. So uh, they were one of these. And before we talk more about them, let's drink the beer that we... Yeah. Well, one of the beers one that the we beers. brought home. So one of them we brought home was a really good IPA. But we've already, already had, had some hoppy yeah. stuff here. And... Final Gravity really focuses on doing a lot of different stuff. So we figured it'd be more appropriate if we don't do their only flagship, which is a hoppy beer. Well, I also, I thought it was cool that, you know, we went in and we're like, we just want, like, what would you recommend? We're heading out of town as like one beer we could kind of feature. And they, both bartenders were like at the same time recommended the same one, which was... Doppler Effect. Doppler Effect. Just our IPA. And, and it is super quite good. good. And we yeah. did end up with the crawler of that. Yes. So we'll drink that on our own. Um, but this was phenomenal, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and they... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It's a iced coffee brown. It's just a coffee brown ale. Uh, 5% alcohol. And let's pop it open. This isn't a crawler, so we got 32 ounces of this one. So it's going to be a long night, kind of. Mm, yeah. Fun night. Um. But I think, you know, looking at their website before we went there, they said they try to have a beer for everyone. Uh, based on and what I saw on I their list. I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. They definitely have that going down. Um, yeah, they're, they're... So it's interesting because there are a few different types of breweries out there. There are breweries who are just chasing trends. There are breweries who are mainly trying to make what sells, which is chasing trends, but they also want to throw in some other stuff. And then there's ones that are just kind of like, we're going to be all over the place. We'll have like one or two things that are really hot and popular, but for the most part, we're just going to do a smattering of styles. Mm -hmm. And that's Final Gravity. So I, I actually think that the three I described 
is they're the the last one. The middle one is triple crossing, and the veil's the first one, where it's just like this is what's popular. But part of the thing with the veil doing that is the veil kind of sets trends in the area. <laughs> so I don't know if that's necessarily fair to call them that way. So yeah. Okay. Well, let's anyway. See. Yeah. This iced coffee brown. It, oh, looks, it looks like, like a, brown. a brown. It's like very light um, brown, reddish, kind of reddish tinge. It's clear. I can see through. And it just smells like you get that coffee, <sighs> you get that malty. Yes. Like a little caramel. Yeah. Like, it just smells mm. clean. It's like slight bit nutty. Like sometimes you'll kind of get like a nuttiness on uh, like a roasty nuttiness with brown ales. I get that roasty nuttiness. I get a really nice roasted coffee. I get a little bit of a caramel on the nose. I just start drinking. And it tastes like that. And it has it has a little creaminess, mm. too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this is really good. I like this a lot. And it finishes clean. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice, clean, refreshing finish. I think it tastes the way it smells. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Mm. But what I did like about the folks at Final Gravity is they took their time with us. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like they really wanted to make sure we got what we wanted. And they were very quick to, I never like to be like, can I, ta- I sometimes I'm like, can I taste it? And then I don't want to like, just try to get free beer. But, right. yeah. you know, it's like, I also want to make sure I like if I'm going to commit to a crowler. Yeah. And um, we asked for a taste of certain things. And then she was like, well, you really should try this. You really should try yeah, this. And she like, just threw things at us. I just thought that was really nice. It was very nice, and it really. And then at the end, I'm like, I'm just gonna get a half pour or something because. What did you end up getting? Um, the Irish stout. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. And um, then they had pinball. They have shuffleboard. Um, it just seemed like a really cozy place, like very yeah. welcoming. While we were there, the running club came. Which was kind of cool. It just seems, they seem neighborly. Like part of the community. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I get that feeling when we go to places like Independent Brewing Mm -hmm. in Bel Air and Alecraft. I feel like they do a really good job of like integrating with the community and being very neighborly. And yeah, I think Final Gravity definitely had that feel to it. Yeah, so like they have a running club and they meet twice a week. One on on Sundays at 11.30 and they come and they have a three mile or a five mile run. They meet there, and then they go out on their run, and then they come back, and I guess that they said they get 20% off their first beer, and then they hang out, and the bartender was saying that a couple weeks ago they had, like, a chili cook-off, and, like, what? Just kind of... Yeah. It's fun. So, I'll go over all the beers we tried there. Um, the Doppler Effect, which we talked yeah, about, was our really flagship good. IPA. That was quite tasty. The Irish Goodbye is yeah. the Irish stout you had. It was nice. It had a nice drying finish, which a lot of Irish stouts do have. On the light side, which is cool. Yeah. The Iced Coffee Brown, which we're having now. Venus Rising, I believe. Oh, no. I think I accidentally checked into that. We didn't have that one. Asteroids. That's the one we had. It was an Imperial IPA, which was... I didn't love it, but, like, it was decent. Dirty Water was our other brown ale. That was really nice brown. So the fact that they had two really good brown ales yeah. is a huge plus for me, especially because you don't get brown ales barely ever. No. And when you do get them, it's hard to get ones that are, like, phenomenal. Because when I think of, like, awesome brown ales, I just immediately think Maduro Brown Ale yeah. by Cigar City. Now I'm thinking Final Gravity because those are awesome. 
Then we had Obelisk, which was a straight stout. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That was flavorful. Enjoy that one. Their third season, which was a Saison. Also, like, true to style Saison. Tasted nice. I was clean. everything confused. It's like, literally, the second I turned around, there was, like, a little... And they did tasters out of, like, uh, condiment cups. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe horrible. what you would make, like, a jello shot out of. Yeah. Um, but I just... I, they Like I said, I, it's just nice because they really took our their time and i what did kelly get a half pour of the dirty water she got dirty water the, the brown kyle, yeah. did kyle get the doppler, doppler effect, effect i think yeah i think yeah. he did and kyle ended up with a shirt i kind of wanted a shirt but then i was like and a coaster because they had really awesome coasters but oh i didn't check into it but they also gave us a taste of their doppelbach oh which was good it was it was i mean it wasn't quite Troganator level Doppelbach, but I don't think it was too far off from that, to be honest. It was nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely glad we stopped there. It was just nice. Just yeah. gave, you, gave you the warm fuzzies because yeah. they were so cool and so nice. and A different feel. Plus, it wasn't like downtown Richmond. It was a little in the mm-hmm. outskirts. Yeah. Um, and they had a parking lot, which is nice. And it's also, for me personally, it's just good to come across more, like, really good breweries who are doing a smattering of styles. You know, they're not just being like, this is what's this. You know, oh, this is what's popular. We're going to have all IPAs on tap or just IPAs and stouts, which, you know, we talked about the answer having a good um, beer menu, but what they're doing, it's, I mean, what, what's their beers are just basically three categories. It's IPA stouts and their sours. sours. That's it. Yeah. But you know, they have the guest beers for other stuff, but yeah. So, but these guys making their own stuff and truly all over. So there's something for everyone. Pretty awesome. So yeah. And then we went home Yeah, with way too much beer. (laughs) because <laughs> that's what happens yeah we're getting rid of some of it right now so that's good uh-huh well some of that you're giving to some of you're gonna give to sean Creole. Mm-hmm. yeah because you know we we're at the veil i was i texted him like at the veil you need anything he's like yeah mix four pack or whatever nothing specific i was like all right fine so. and we just got that crowler yeah so when i keep drinking this iced coffee brown it does remind me of iced coffee in the sense that, you know, like when, when it starts, the, the ice starts to melt a little bit, so the coffee becomes less concentrated. Mm-hmm. It's that it's like kind of watery, but not like, it doesn't taste bad. It still tastes really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I get that same kind of effect. I say, so they do their beers with. The firm clar- clar- clarity, clarity firm. firm, yeah. Um, which is supposed to remove a lot of the gluten. It's just a clarifying, clarifying agent. Yeah, um, well, it's like independent brewing in Bel Air. Um, they use Clarex, which is a, a very similar product. Um, and I, I do feel like it just makes the beers taste very clean. I also think it makes it less carbonated. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that might not be the reason. No, but. I can't get into. Yeah, that might not be the reason, but. We should have looked that up more. But yeah, it, it does. I agree with you. It does taste both, cleaner. I don't know. I only know Final, Final Gravity and Independent that uses 
something like something that. like that. Yeah. And they both have clean beers, and they're both not overly carbonated. Yeah, I don't know. That's just an observation. They may that may not be related. Okay, I'm going through and while oh, we're are we ranking these, oh yeah, oh. definitely. You know by now that that's the way it always is. So I literally, as Rebecca's been talking, <laughs> been going through and retrying everything. All of it. Okay. It, it, it's tough, but... Because they're all... I mean, obviously, they're all... They're all good. Very good. They're all very good. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I know what I'm doing. Okay, go ahead. I got it. Do you need to try any more? Maybe. Hold yeah. on. Go for it. So, um, I will talk about mine. I need a little rinse. Oh, my gosh. I just feel like I've been, like, drinking so much water now because I've been rinsing a bunch. Okay. So, my number four is going to be the premium sauce by the Vale. Um, Obviously, like we said, these are all really good. But for me, the cryo hop aspect of that beer is starting to come through more and more. And it's got that bit of, like, a chemically heat slash spice slash slash menthol note in the back of my throat, which kind of puts it down below all the other beers. So that's going to be my number four. My number two is going to be the Hornswoggler. Um, Wait, your number? My, uh, my number three. Three. Yeah. Okay. So four was the premium sauce. My number three is going to be the uh, Hornswoggler. Because it it is, while we said it wasn't as sweet as when we had it at the Vale, it's still still sweet. And um, there's not much of any carbonation to it, really. It's kind of very flat, which is kind of weird. But, um, I mean, it's good, like we said. Uh, my number two is going to be Triple Crossing's The Grid, their uh, double IPA. And then my number one's Final Gravity's Ice Coffee Brown. That's a really awesome beer. It's really well crafted. It's got a lot going on, a lot going on, and I really enjoy that. You so, rinse me. Yeah. This is hard. I mean, it is. It's also hard just because, like, they're all so different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they are very different. Okay. I'm I'm similar to you. I'm going to go number one to four. Sure. So my number one is the Final Gravity. Ice Ice Coffee coffee Brown. Okay. My number two is the Vanilla uh, Cocoa Hornswoggler. Yeah. I was so close on that between that and the grid. I would love to see that barrel aged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be really good. Because the flavors are really good. And if this this had something to kind of balance out that sweetness a little bit, it would be really good. So or like if it a, wasn't a milk stout, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Or bring, really, or bring the cocoa nibs down. Yeah. I still really like it, and I yeah, still yeah. will enjoy it. And then um, my number three is The Grid by Triple Crossing, yep. and my four is... Premium Sauce. Premium, premium sauce sauce yep. by The Veil. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I would say for me personally, overall, if I go back to Richmond and someone says, you can only go to one brewery. While you're there, I'm gonna go triple crossing. I got, I have to say, because for what I really, really have been digging, they got it. They definitely got it. Um, they have a lot of really nice IPAs. They have 
they had more than one pilsner there. They had a, they a, did. at they least had, two pilsners. They had two pilsners. And the bellwether that we brought home was really nice. Um, sometimes they have those waxing poetics, right. which are really nice sours. Well, they and they have, had that dark mild. Right. Like, they, and they did they have do a good bottles job. of other sours that we True. just, we didn't. Yes. So they I, have enough of a variety and specifically doing a really good job in stuff I'm interested in. Yeah. So. I wish they should have had more. Like, they had a lot of IPAs, though. They should have had another stout. But they only had the one and they didn't yeah, were out of it. Yeah, and it was out. Yeah. I and I, I agree. But I agree anyway. With that. Yeah. But yeah. So, of the ones we've been to in Richmond, which one would you say you'd want to go back to? Same scenario. We're going back. You can only go to one. What do you pick? It's mm. tough. It is tough. I do like Triple Crossing. I Hardywood has a soft spot in my heart. Okay. For what reason? I'm sorry. I mean, it's your opinion, but for you, what reason? Are you making fun of me? So, no, I'm just... I can't understand that choice, is what I'm saying. Um, I really liked the gingerbread and the Christmas morning. Okay. But there were other, there were beers at other places you really liked, too. Alright, that's my opinion. Okay. Um, alright. But that's, that's the end of the episode anyway. Um, do you guys have ideas listening Places we should vacation yeah. and, and drink beers. Or we were saying maybe Richmond will be an annual trip. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, you can send recommendations. We won't necessarily do it, but it might get us thinking. And then yeah. maybe we do. I don't know. Because obviously we've done a bunch of places. We've done Oregon. We've done Maine. We've done Rich or uh, Virginia. Boston. Well, Massachusetts. Um, Florida. So we're kind of, yeah. So I guess maybe we need to go somewhere in the middle now. Middle of America, find a place. Chicago. Chi-town. That's right. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. We've talked about it. We have. We'll see. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for checking this out. Uh, if you want to email us about anything, you can do that at BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. Do us a favor real quick. It doesn't take you much time. Go on to iTunes, give us ratings and reviews. And if you listen to us through any other podcatcher, Ratings and reviews on there, if possible. And word of mouth. Just tell people, hey, listen to Brutal Battle. It's cool. But that's it. Until next time. Keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.